1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
0: Hello, and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men the podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co hosts Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into
1: healthy, happy men. The big question these days seems to be masculinity, and Jen, I'm hearing the word toxic masculinity so much these days.
0: Yeah, it's one of those topics that does seem to be everywhere lately, and it's a conversation that I'm really glad we are starting to have as a nation people are really starting to look at what is masculinity? Uh, How does it affect us? What does it mean? And there are all of these words that are swirling around. Toxic masculinity um, has been both pointed to as a cause of school shootings and sexual harassment, and then other people are pointing to toxic masculinity as an attack on men and a cause of school shootings and, and all kinds of problems. So it's something that we have to talk about. And at the same time, I'm well aware that it's kind of not even ironic, but you know, we're two women and we're preparing to talk about masculinity. And, uh, by definition, we're not experts on this.
1: We are not experts on this. Absolutely not. But we know a lot.
0: And the more I think about it, I think it's important for us to talk about it because so many of the people who work with and care about and love boys are women just like us. And just like us, they did not grow up in boy world. They did not grow up under these expectations. So while I know at a very visceral level what it's like to grow up as a female and what some of those expectations are and how it influences you, and affects you. I didn't know that before I had boys, and my boys still know and experience it in a way that I never can. But understanding a little bit about these conversations and the pressures they face helps me to parent them a little bit more effectively. I think.
1: And I think this is the point of this podcast is that. Absolutely, we do not know everything, but we want to open up the conversation and talk Mm -hmm. about these things. And Mm -hmm. yes, we're going to have our female perspective and we are connected, I'd say, out into cyber world and we're asking the questions and bringing in uh, the resources and knowledge that we could share with our listeners I like to share with parents that, you know, from birth, a boy wants to know what it is to be a man, mm-hmm. the fundamental question for boys. And are girls asking the same thing? Perhaps, but I feel like it's so profound for boys. They are always looking around them to see what is it to be a man. You know, a boy is at school and another kid's dad comes in. Well, is that what it is to be a man? Is that how men behave? Is that what men say? And so knowing from day one, this is your son's fundamental question, Mm -hmm. then it is for you as mom, as teacher, as dad, to make sure that you are being explicit and having the conversations about what it is to be a man and what it is to be a good human being. It's, you know, it's one and the same. Yes. There's so much overlap between those two things
0: and, and yet it's important to tackle them separately. And I think that's what I hear you saying also. And for me, this whole question and talking about masculinity, it's not that there is, this is what it is and this is what it isn't. It's a very fluid conversation. And I think that, part of the reason why we're having these discussions more now is because expectations are changing. I really feel for my kids, my boys, other boys that are growing up right now, because it's almost like the rules are shifting under their feet. There's what they thought the world was going to be like, and there's the messages they got perhaps when they were very young about how they should act to be a man, to be masculine. And now some of that's getting called into question. So I see my teenagers, for instance, on the one hand, there's, there's a social expectation that, you know, men are still pretty tough and they're competitive and they're far more likely to josh around with each other than to share their deep emotions So that's the expectation on one hand. Now, on the other hand, now they're also supposed to be, you know, very sensitive to everything and that doesn't go necessarily with the messages they'd received previously. They're grasping, they're grappling with that,
1: as are a lot of us parents and teachers. It is so confusing. Mm -hmm. And so we can help them begin to sort it out by recognizing some of the the signals we have to talk about the boy code once again but Mm -hmm. you know some of just recognizing some of the things that are in our boys world and i'm thinking of we had barbies growing up boys have gi joe and action figures and and the superhero marvel comic movies and looking at what those messages are for our mm-hmm. boys and mm-hmm. recognizing the marketing that goes into yeah. the messages and you know walking into the into target and seeing what kind of clothes there are for your boy and what kind of clothes there are for your girl and being aware of these messages and it might be that sure yeah you're going to buy a gi joe and here son's going to wear camo pants and it's, it's like it's fine and just know what the messages are behind those kinds of things. I think it's helpful for parents to put
0: some of that in context, both for themselves and to help their kids put this in context. Research has shown that that toy aisle and the clothing aisle at Target is more gendered today than it was in the 1970s. So there didn't used to be as clear of a split between, okay, for boys, this is for girls. And to talk about those things freely can help your children make sense of some of these messages and start to separate
1: marketing messages from, you know, what's true and what's real. Well said, well said. You know, and marketing, if they can sell pink Legos and green and blue Legos, hey, Why not, right? More money to be made, right? Yes, indeed, on your children. So
0: let's tackle this phrase, toxic masculinity. It is all over the place. It's kind of hard to avoid if you are digging into boys and boy issues at all. So let's talk about it. Uh, What's
1: your take on the phrase? For me, I look at it as men behaving badly and we have had men behaving badly forever and we will probably continue to and we have women behaving badly so i kind of i kind of cringe when i hear it mm-hmm. because again it's a label what does it really mean who does it really apply to it you know there's just a whole series of bad behavior out there which we're aware of more now than we have been before yet it doesn't serve to put this negative label on our men or our boys. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. When I hear that it's like, when someone who is a feminist at you know then there's the whole conversation about well what is a feminist and is that mm-hmm. against men and it goes down this road that i don't think really serves the conversation all mm-hmm. that much mm-hmm. i'm curious about your take on toxic masculinity <laughs> yeah
0: so my understanding of the phrase toxic masculinity is that it is specifically referring to some of the expectations that have been on males socially throughout the ages. And we've we've used the words code in our podcast. So to talk about this idea that males are expected to be stoic and silent and to endure and to not share their feelings or be overly emotional. To me, the phrase toxic masculinity was coined to kind of talk about that sort of boycott dominated behavior taken to the extreme and to talk about how that can be harmful to individuals, the males themselves, and to society. So I understand that that's what people are trying to say with it. And at first I had a really hard time understanding why so many people were so upset by the phrase. And then I realized that there were people looking at it that the word toxic was being used to describe masculinity. There are people Mm -hmm. that think it means that masculinity is toxic. So in their interpretation, are we saying that being male is a bad thing? Mm -hmm. And that's a message that I think we need to very carefully pay attention to, especially where our boys are involved, because they're already very sensitive to any messages that they may be getting that imply in any way that what they are is not good or not good enough. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I agree with you. I've come down on the side of agreeing with you that that phrase in and of itself may be more damaging than helpful. I read something really interesting this week online, and it was by uh, Michael Kimmel and he is an expert on men and masculinity. And he said in this article, which we'll link to in our show notes, he said, the toxic healthy dichotomy of masculinity doesn't resonate for many men. I feel that when we come to them and talk about toxic masculinity, they very often think we're telling them they're doing it wrong and then that they're bad. And so he's found in his work that he's found it a lot better to ask men, what do they think it means to be a good man? Yeah, and then contrast it with what they think it means to be a real man. And he recommends that parents and educators can also have this conversation with the boys in their life, mm-hmm. um, because so often those lists don't entirely align. You know, if if you ask a boy what is a real man? He may give you the very stereotypical uh, things that our marketing tells us a real man is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Versus what does it mean to be a good man? And as you suggested before, really that list will include the characteristics of being a good person. Yes.
1: So again, it comes back to how are we raising our boys and also how are we partnering with our men? So I had a very interesting conversation with a mom yesterday, as a matter of fact, in one in a family coaching session. And this mom was very frustrated with her husband. He's not engaged. He doesn't do this. He doesn't participate. This whole litany of what's wrong, and I'm raising these kids, and he's not helping, but you know, it's it's a familiar conversation that, that I've heard many times. And as we continue to talk, it was very clear that she was running the show, running the household, running the schedule, you know, the kids here and there, and all the transport, and she had everything dialed in. But she's complaining because her husband is not helping and her husband is not participating. Her husband isn't engaged with the family. And she was mad at him because he's not doing anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat.
0: And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Biheart baby formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and ByHeart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on BiHeart have softer poops, less spit-up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at Biheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast, and it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. One of the most challenging things about being a woman at midlife is realizing how little people understand about perimenopause and menopause, Janet. I just had a conversation with my sister about that this weekend. She is 10 years younger than me, so I'm 51. She's 41, and she went to ask her healthcare provider hey, can you provide me some information? And she got information, but she was frustrated by how incomplete it seems, how little we know, and how for way too many people, the answer seems to be, yep, that's the way it is. Deal with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Deal with it. And not only are our mamas out there having to deal with perimenopause likely at this age, but many of our moms are dealing with their sons. Entering or in puberty, which is kind of nature's irony, which is oof. Cruel joke, well. Janet. Cruel joke. Cruel joke.
0: Thankfully, thankfully, increasingly, there are those who are recognizing that women need and deserve competent care and treatment for perimenopause and menopausal symptoms. And we know that can still be harder to access than it should be, which is why we have partnered with Winona. Winona helps women who are dealing with menopause or perimenopause. Winona is a collection of OBGYN health professionals who believe that your symptoms are important, real, and deserve to be taken seriously. It's telehealth. You can access care from your home
1: when it is convenient for you. Visit bywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free U.S. shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use the code ONBOYS at bywinona.com. For twenty five percent off your first order, that's b y w i n o n a dot com slash on boys. Winona Menopause Care Made Easy. And so we get down on our our partners in this way. Yet, really, he was just staying out of her way because right. if he intervened in his way. She would come down on him because it wasn't done the right way. And so, in our work together, you know, now it's the opportunity to back up and take a look at what your messages are that you're conveying. Beginning to understand how your husband operates, his timeline is a lot longer than yours. You may mm-hmm. ask him to do something now and expect it to be done now. But he's thinking, "Oh, I'll get to that, you know, tonight after after dinner.
0: And his there's not a
1: communicate maybe different, And that's okay. Yeah, his priorities are different. But when it's not communicated, then she's you know all about checking things off the list. Oh, I'm just gonna do it myself. And there is nothing that makes a man matter than if you ask him to do something and then it doesn't get done on your timeline yep. and you go ahead and do it you have just told him he is bad he is wrong he's not okay and that applies to our
0: boys too think about that you know it applies when we're working with their their fathers uh, or whoever the male figures are in their life it also applies when we're working with our boys and for us as women who are socially and kind of historically used to being the one who keeps it all going at home, right? We kind of think of ourselves as captains of that ship. That can be a really tough lesson to unlearn, but it is really important. It's a really important thing we can do in terms of honoring our boys, honoring their masculinity, their desire for competence and um, their fathers as well. It's, it's the same thing. And it's so important for our boys to see men in their lives being honored and respected and having their ways of being honored and respected and there being space for that within the world. Well said.
1: And this brings to mind movies. And Uh how there is a place in our culture that it has become okay for men to dumb themselves down. Mm -hmm. And again, what a mixed message for our boys when we can have, you know, the drunken, rowdy, comical, stupid, you know, goofy characters that are again a a mixed message of what is it to be a man every college movie ever you mean yeah pretty much i mean that's you know that's
0: part of it and then the the flip side is what we see on tv all the time and in the movies which is the completely bumbling and utterly incompetent dad Mm -hmm. so this is what they're seeing as models of masculinity No no wonder they're confused
1: right yeah And this is where we have to have the conversation and it is a lifetime of conversation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's going to be little snippets here and there because your boy's not going to want to sit down and say, okay, today we're talking about masculinity in the media, not going to unfold that way.
0: No, no, that won't go very well. Actually in preparation for this podcast, I tried talking to my 20 year old son and I said, Hey, let's talk about masculinity why? (laughs) And
1: And there's your answer.
0: (laughs) Which brings us to another point, which is that especially as our boys get older, they sense that this is a really delicate conversation and they may not want to engage in it with their mothers or with their female teachers because they may not think what they think we want them to think their experiences and what they're grappling with in their lives may be leading them to some different conclusions about masculinity. I know a lot of boys right now that feel that masculinity and boys are under attack. I know a lot of women who would laugh at that and go, are you kidding me? Like, look at the world right now. Both sides have valid points. It depends on your perspective, But um, our our boys sometimes feel like it's not okay to voice that
1: stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have to be sensitive to that. Yeah. And provide them places where they can do that, which is, as you said, not with their female teachers and probably not with their moms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. You know, and at the same time, and this is why it gets complicated, everybody. At the same time, it is important that our boys hear from us that just because you're a guy doesn't mean you have to do anything it doesn't mean that you have to act or behave in a certain way and i i read this article online today and again i will, will link to it in the show notes but it was a conversation uh, between two boys ages 16 and 14 and i loved reading this partly because i have a 17 year old and a 14 year old and they're not sharing this frankly with me but you know these aren't my kids so they'll they'll share with it The one guy said, I hate masculinity. I hate it. It's such a toxic mindset to have, to carry yourself a certain way, to act a certain way, to have to look a certain way just because you have a penis. Way back in 2014, I wrote in one of my blog posts the phrase, having a penis does not guarantee you anything, nor does it require you to act in a specific manner.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: and that's not exactly something that I can you know put on a cross stitch and hang above the mirror (laughs) but I think it's important to keep in mind and to to let our boys know that in thousands of different ways without using those specific words necessarily yeah um that just because you're a guy doesn't mean you have to be anything Maybe yourself. not a
1: cross stitch, Jen, but I'm thinking a bumper sticker.
0: Ooh, I like it.
1: Bumper <laughs> sticker. If we ever get a bumper sticker
0: made of this, we will put them in the show notes well, and you'll be able to buy them from Yep. Us.
1: Link link to it in the show notes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But we digress. We you do. know, I think the message and and this reminds me that the message it has been for girls, girls can do anything, mm-hmm. girls can be anything, girls can wear anything they want to wear. Mm-hmm. And I think your uh, your article there was a good counterpoint to that. And um, I I did ask about what does masculinity mean to you in my Facebook group today? And a dad chimed in oh, and good. he said, Masculinity means that you are strong enough to protect your family and confident enough to enjoy a tea party with your seven-year-old daughter. Wow. That's beautiful. That pretty much covers it. Yeah.
0: I'm going to have to ask some of my guy friends and I'm going to ask my kids too. I have a feeling that ultimately each man may arrive at his own definition of masculinity
1: absolutely we hope that they do because mm-hmm. it is different for everyone mm-hmm. but again it circles us back around to this larger cultural message of what is masculinity mm-hmm. and are you are you man enough are you male enough
0: and, and that's something that our girls are not dealing with in the same way anymore uh, you you said it our girls get that message they can be they can do they can wear anything and when i was growing up I really never felt a whole. I didn't feel this. You have to do this to be a girl thing. In the same way our boys are feeling that pressure
1: all the time mm-hmm. and every day. So, what are where where do we go from here? I mean, you and I could talk all yep. afternoon on this topic, but so what I do we think, do?
0: I think the biggest takeaway for the adults who work with and love children is you have to have an understanding and awareness of these pressures that are out there in the world so that you know what boys are dealing with. But I think it really comes down to encouraging each boy to be himself, to follow his inner heart and whisperings. And we all have that, we do. But so often we're kind of programmed by those around us and we're taught that some of those things aren't so good, or maybe we shouldn't want that, really try and watch the kid in front of you for the cues that he's sending about who he is. And that might be that he loves butterflies, or maybe he loves machines, or maybe he loves butterflies and machines, and that's all okay. Really encourage all those unique, beautiful things in each child. What about you?
1: What was the question
0: again? <laughs> 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 was oh, Actually, we should probably keep some of this because it's fun. Um, you know,
1: what take? Okay. The outtakes of Envoys. I went with the butterflies. They just took me. Janet's just
0: watching all. the butterflies <laughs> flying away. I saw butterflies last week too. It was great. Oh yeah. Um, w- what's your takeaway from all of this, Janet? You know, what, what would be the one point that you would
1: want to get through? I think we need to get away from, as you said, this idea of we've got to fix them. It's up to us to recognize the barriers, the language, the, um, constraints that our boys are living with, and help them to see it, so we can help all of us collectively begin to shift our approach to mm. to life. To be to what is what is it to be human? Not what is it to be a boy? What is it to be a girl? Mm-hmm. What is it to be human? Just love each other and be kind, just like and, that. You know,
0: I hear parents worrying a lot, especially as more of these news stories have been coming to light. There's a lot of examples of what we don't want our boys to grow up to be. But rest assured that you know those of you who are listening, you guys are already doing this work. This work is happening already. And just keep up the good work. Keep those lines of communication open. Keep talking to your boys and let them know that being a boy is a beautiful thing. Loved this episode of On Boys? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your support is much appreciated and will help other boys.